The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. Sorry about that with the video. I don't know what happened. It just kind of froze up, but the audio kept playing. So we're going to, the people on the radio don't <laughs> didn't know that. Uh, but we've got that. Let me make mention of something before I get the formalities out of the way. I saw in the chat we've got, um, uh, just scrolled up here, um, somebody joining. Okay, Barbara. And uh, salute to your dad. And if he, I don't know if he is still alive, he's still with us. Man, I'd love to bring somebody on who has been through World War II, if if by chance that is the case. Uh, please contact me. I, uh, contact button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. If he is willing to come on, you could come on with him. And that's fine. Um, love to interview him. World War II veteran. Um, not many of those are around 
and they come from obviously a different generation uh, in the things that they did, and uh, not only for our country, but you know, for their fellow for their fellow soldier. I mean, those guys when they go out in their mind, they're looking at protecting the guy next to them and getting back, getting both of them back home safe. I've talked to enough veterans of different wars to know. In all honesty, that's what their that's what their mind is on when they're there. It isn't about all of this gibberish that we get from the politicians. It's about I'm wanting to get home. I'm wanting to make sure my brothers get home uh, with me, and uh, so that's what it is on the battlefield. I'd, I'd love to if he is still with us. With that said, if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyMedia.com, or excuse me, SonsofLibertyRadio.com. And also sonsoflibertymedia.com. I'm having to move some stuff here uh, due to that little glitch on the video. But if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, jump over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Join us for the video portion of the radio show. Kate tried to connect a minute ago. I don't know if they're having a problem uh, down there. And uh, I'm going to send her a quick message. But uh, they're supposed to be at a place called... Bodium Castle, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in just a minute if you're not familiar with it. Um, but if you're on Red State Talk Radio, jump over and, and uh, join us on the video portion of the radio show. It's right, you can see the faces made for radio, sonsoflibertymedia.com, right side of the page, blow it up, uh, put it on your TV, your computer screen, your telephone, whatever, and then click on the icon there. Yes, we are using Facebook until we get past this whole thing with... Uh, with Rumble, which is very close. I mean, they're coming up with their rendering uh, at a lower quality fast, faster than it was in just a few minutes, and then they add the the higher qualities as they go. And uh, it seems to be going pretty good, but it's not quite there where we can just use their embed code and then it'll roll over. So be patient with us on that. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can click on that and uh, play that. And he'll be live today for two hours, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Just above that is where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Again, remember, we don't spam you. We don't rent your email out, sell it to anybody. You get one email from us a day, all the articles we do, including the morning show archive. And uh, that comes sometime in the evening, okay? And uh, you'll be glad that you did that. And if you agree with our message and you have the means and you want to support us, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. You can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. That link is also at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. And then in our store, we got uh, at least one new product, one that you guys have asked for, and I don't know what's going on uh, here with the slowness of my computer, but uh, we've got the uh, Rebellion to Tyrants t-shirts. Um, again, this is uh, the ones you guys have asked for in the chat. And you can click on that. It's got the seal that uh, Benjamin Franklin proposed as the seal of the United States. And uh, that has Moses and the children of Israel on dry land. It also has uh, Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea drowning and the pillar of fire, pillar of cloud. And then on the back it says, When the Lord sent Moses to face Pharaoh, saying, Let my people go. It was not a request. It was a command. Exodus 9-1 on the sleeve. Those are $20 in store. $25 if you get anything above an extra large and then we also have the To Spit Against Heaven DVDs. And today is the last day. Up until midnight, you can pick up these DVDs. It exposes the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ agenda. And you can get those for 20% off, I believe it is, when you use the promo code REPENT in the, uh, in the checkout. So 
be sure to check that out. You can use that through midnight tonight, so don't miss that. Now, with that said, we're going to try to bring Kate in and get her to join. I don't know if they're having if they have a connection problem down there. We may have to try another connection because it's not it's not clicking in when I admit them, and uh, I don't know what's going on there. We may have to see if we can get a um, a telegram call or something like that. But uh, <clears throat> in the process of seeing if this is going to connect here. Um, a little bit about this Bodium Castle. She sent me a thing this morning saying that they were going to try to be there um, from Bodium Castle. And uh, this is the image. And I, seeing this, I'm watching a documentary here. It's five and a half hours long, if you can believe that. And it's on a lot of these old buildings and cities and things. And I don't know what the guy's point is that he's going to drive in into the end. But he talks about a lot of these old buildings with uh, the, the, the metal domes, uh, some of the cathedrals and uh, not castles, but these, it's this old architecture and he's laying out how the water was laid around it and how these, the, the pillars that we see that are created have iron running through them and they're basically like electromagnetic generators it's fascinating to me and it's we would say it's sort of ancient uh, technology and what they've done is they've come in and they've made them look like uh, religious buildings and they've closed off all the ability they've in many cases they've gotten rid of the water that was around it and they have uh, closed off the places where the ions and things of that nature would bounce together across the building, some of the archways, some of the intricacies of the design and everything, and they were made to be power generators. I mean, it's it's really a fascinating thing. It really is. And it seems very, very simple uh, what it's set up. Uh, many of you have probably seen Tesla coils and things of this nature. You're aware of what uh, some of the development that, that Tesla, at least from what we know, was developing. It was very much like that, except it was with the simplest things, the limestone, red brick, iron, um, and, uh, and and just the design of the work that they were using. It was very fascinating. So when I see this castle, it's it's pretty amazing to me. Um, and I've got a um, live radio here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell her to call in from... Uh, Telegram, and sorry about that. Sorry for these for the radio silence, but I'm responding to her. Um, but this is Bodium Castle. I was hoping we'd get video. I'm admitting her. She's it's not connecting for whatever it says joining, and uh, it's saying it won't let her in for some reason. So we're going to see if we can get her on by Telegram. We may not get the video part that we want to get, but this is the place that um, she's supposed to be at today. Um, it's originally built in 1385, that's what we're told. Bodium Castle has spent centuries as one of the best-loved and best-known castles in England. Perhaps it is the design of the building with an iconic moat and beautiful lush green scenery, or simply the amazing history of the building which makes it so popular. The castle was built by Sir Edward... Boy, that's a name right there. Dallingrig. <laughs> okay, Kate is coming on. We're, I think we're waiting for the um, audio to kick in here, and we're going to bring her up here in just a second. Uh, Kate, are you there? 
I am. I'm here. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me get in here and clear that up because once you connect, I have to turn myself off for everybody seeing all these uh, extra images here. Okay. All right. Are you at the castle today? I am. And I'm going to, uh, I found a spot where we've got Wi-Fi. Okay. Because, because there's no Wi-Fi. I don't know why. But can you just see Bodium Castle there in the background across the moat? Yeah, I was just telling people a little of the history. I was reading that off to people that you guys were going to be there. It's a beautiful place out there. Yeah, it was uh, uh, De- uh, Edward Dellingrig, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I was trying to say his built, name. <laughs> Dellingrig built it in 1385. Uh, and he was a knight. He was a real knight um, of Edward III. And um, he built this to protect... Sussex, uh, East Sussex, from the invasion by the French during the Hundred Years' War. And then there's a lot about this being because this is right in the heart of East Sussex. It's not actually near the coast. The coast probably, I'd say, a good half an hour from here, maybe a little bit more, maybe 40 minutes. So it's interesting that it would be built so far. And he was the youngest uh, of some kids. Some kids. Listen to me talking broadly here. (laughs) And then I believe, I believe, I believe marriage um made him more affluent and then he was be able to scrape together the funds like the rest of us to build this i mean it really is fantastic um the moat itself i've been all inside here i was planning on taking you inside here the moat itself is magnificent i've been here in winter when it's been completely frozen and um, there are 30 toilets in there um evidence that there were 30 loos wow so that would have been where you know they used to literally um use the toilet and it would it would go straight into the moat. So you can imagine how that smelled in a, a good hot <laughs> summer because we do get much warmer summers here compared with, um, I'm, a, I'm a North Midlands girl. I come from Robin Hood con- uh, country, um, Nottingham. But this would have smelled particularly bad. But I think uh, we, I, I, we just decided driving here that we need to do you a live show from all the castles when men were men and didn't wear subjugation tools over their mouths. Amen. And uh, went out there um, and fought. And, of course, I live near Hastings, which you've heard of the Battle of 1066. Actually, can I just say hello to this gentleman? You're on live radio in America, Sons of Liberty. Good afternoon, America. <laughs> this gentleman is a National, Trust, <laughs> a National Trust employee. So this house was, this castle was handed over to the National Trust like a lot of our Excuse historic me, I'm buildings. I'm not, I'm not a gentleman. You're not a gentleman, <laughs> are you? Are you not? We're not allowed to say gentleman anymore or woman. A lot of things I can't say. With this LGBT, uh, no, you're a man. Give me a Thank hug. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Feeling the love. <laughs> On your way, sir. As you were. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, isn't that nonsense? So, um, all of these were handed over to the National Trust, and and you can join it. But of course, these will be struggling now because a lot of them have been closed with this unlawful uh, lockup. Because normally, when I've been here, I came here with my kids a lot all year round. This castle's open all year round. It is one of the most magnificent, as you can see. I'm trying to stay on the Wi-Fi here, um, and and it's a, it's a very um, classic build to defend with the four turrets the quad quadrangle shape and um also just just a little bit of info which i really like uh, can you still hear me tim yep we got you okay so one of the things i really like when you go into the turrets which would have been where people um defending would have first alerted those living 
within the castle. And then there was all the open area in the middle where you would have all your stalls and ironmongering and everything going on. Um, they would, um, the, the way the turrets are built is so that if you're defending, you, you would have your sword in your right hand. So you, you have the upper hand, if you like. Um, you're at the advantage, whereas any of the aggressors coming would be coming around the staircase with the left. So they wouldn't have the advantage um, over those that were defending from anyone that was coming up the stairwells. It is quite fantastic, our history, um, when men were men and women were women. And then you'd get women my age, of course, would be the old hag with no teeth and she would be making the food for the, the soldiers. And uh, I understand it when they didn't have enough meat, they used to put dung, mixed dung. Oh, in there Lord. Oh. The, the, the old hat. Well, they had 30 toilets. Uh, yeah, 30 toilets. So that tells you there must have been a considerable I amount think, of people yeah. in here during yeah. that time. And I think as, as it went down, his, his heirs, um, there was then no one to take over this. And then it was taken. It was taken over by someone else, who then, I believe, um, uh, then lost it as debt when fighting Parliament. Uh, and then it was then given over to the National Trust. But it is quite, it is quite significant. And I'm going to do some other of our history. I'm actually going to go to Winston Churchill's house and do a show for you awesome. from there next week. Awesome. And yeah, and show you that because what's really interesting about Winston Churchill's house? They'll have great Wi-Fi. Is in the visitor book. There was a time when Hitler visited, and that's been removed from the visitors' book. Ah, um, yeah, I, and um, I, you know, I, you not know, to Kate, trash our history. Let me let me interrupt you there a second. You you mentioned that uh, I think it was yesterday's show or the day before. I mentioned John F. Kennedy, where he talked about going there, and he says, you know, I had heard Hitler was a monster, but boy, what I saw of him, he said, I thought he was a great man. I mean, it was a quote from him post-war, and this stuff you don't hear. It's really interesting some of those things that go on. And I was telling the people as we were wait as we were trying to connect, cause I hit it and you would join and then you would fall off and you join and fall off. And this one, I didn't even have to admit you, you just popped in, but I'm watching a documentary and they're yeah, going dude. through all these old buildings and they're showing, um, the domes and the, you know, we'd see the cross or we see the Islamic symbol of the moon or whatever. And they talked about those things being antennas, these buildings and, uh, what they would call moats were really energy grabbing, uh, you know, from the electromagnetic, from the stratosphere, at atmosphere, whatever, drawing energy in there to power certain things. And I had never heard of this. Apparently, a lot of this has been scrapped from our history. They had technology that we're wanting to, many people are wanting to develop, and they were actually doing it. And now they've cleared out the water. They've put glass in the places where all of these ions and things were bouncing. And so when I saw that castle, I said, this is reminding me of what I'm currently watching now that I'm learning through history. Yeah, well, those, um, I, when I was um, on my cancer battle, one of the books I came across was about geopathic stress. And so I doused my house, I made dousing rods, found that my house was full of it. Had it actually professionally done and it was correct. And I planted copper rods all outside of my property all around. And then I have two geopathic stress absorbers in my house. So when you try and do the um, dousing rods now, it doesn't pick up anything. Now we went on holiday and where we were in Devon, the farmer saw me dousing the barn where I was going to be sleeping so I could move the beds. And he started to tell me that he doused his fields because the cattle would suffer from spontaneous abortion, miscarriage or in vitro deaths because you can't farm your cattle. And this, he said, goes back to Druid times. 
So this is all the stuff that's been around, like you say, that has been hidden from us. And, and also the, the rocks that were used, you know, even when you go to Stonehenge, maybe I'll do you a show from Stonehenge. I'm more than happy to do that because that's really, really interesting. You know, the rocks yeah. that are at Stonehenge were not found natively in that area. So they would have had to have been moved where they would have been found to Stonehenge to build that. And at that time, what equipment did they use to get those rocks and also to take them? How, how did they actually get them there? They wouldn't have had the roads. Uh, they wouldn't have had vehicles to do it. They would have had to have used manpower and horsepower. Uh, so there's, there's, you know, there's a lot that's that's been missing and that we're not being told. Uh, and, I, and I don't believe anything I read. I don't believe anything at all. I think that history showed us that we are indeed governed by the, the lying lies of lies. And going back to Hitler, um, Hitler was the one who put in place all of the fantastic laws um, to protect animals from the extreme cruelty of what we see. And for anyone, you know, out there, I, I am a vegan by choice. Um, actually, I do eat about 200 meals fat-free organic yogurt a day, but that's all. But that's by choice. And I've not actually eaten meat since I was a child. But I object to the way it's, it's farmed um, and killed. That's what I object to. And, and we're told in scripture um, exactly how to rear our livestock. And for those of, who are eating meat that has been, um, you know, they've used the stick to get it into the truck. It's been fed on genetically modified foods. Our cows have been fed on um, the remains of other cows or the spinal cord. They use all of that as awful. So you're actually feeding a herbivore um, carnivorous uh, food. Kate, it's, and Kate, then, Kate, it's not only that. Uh, I saw the documentary where, they, where they're feeding the cows and they're doing exactly what you said they were doing in that castle. They're not only giving them corn, which they don't really digest, and they're, they're mixing it in with their own feces. So the people have to understand that these cows are designed by God to be you know, eating grass. Uh, it, I mean, this, that's what they're designed to do. And yet they're taking and doing all this stuff. I think that's what you're warning about is that yeah, what, uh, what, what exactly that. And remember the glyphosate, they're not yeah. meant to be eating glyphosate. And, and also, um, if you go back to one of the, uh, one of the Asian, actually it's probably a lot of the Asian countries, the farmers there would take their rice and germinate for the next crop. And when the genetically modified, uh, crop, came into contact with theirs, it rendered their sterile. So they could no longer germinate their rice. So they would then have to go to the government to buy rice, the, the, rice, the seed for their next yield. And the prices were hugely inflated. So the farmers couldn't afford to buy it. So the governments came in and bought these farms, the rice paddies, at a knockdown price. And then when they'd done that, they massively inflated the price of rice. And so you had massive starvation, but again, control of the food, which actually takes me perfectly on to the topic of what is happening right now, because you had Gsing on your show, which is that control the food, control the world. Yeah, and that's actually one of the things that's going on right now. And in these guys' times, they wouldn't have allowed this. They just wouldn't have allowed it to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, anyone that lived in there... Um, Sir Edward um, would have known that his life didn't just depend on looking after himself and his wife and any children he had. 
it would have massively depended on the health of his soldiers. And would they fight for him as long as their families were looked after? Or anyone that was um, looking after all of the farmland around would have also been in here or around and looked after. So um, very much so communities took care of themselves. But of course, they don't now. We'll just go to the supermarket, get what we want. Me, myself and I, as long as I'm all right, Jack, I don't care if you're on a do not resuscitate list or whether anyone's really going to kill you. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we are now. Well, the you, you mentioned Guterin, and uh, I just want to let people know they really enjoyed the interview that we had with him on Thursday, I think it was. And one of the things that we talked about after is, or right at the end, was this caste system is coming. So those of you who enjoyed the interview with uh, Guterin, you found it very informative mm-hmm. on Thursday, he's going to be with us on Monday, 6 a.m., so don't miss that. Now, Kate, you're, you're telling us a lot of a history here. But you've had some stuff go on this week that, I, I mean, I got to say, when you told me, like the hair stood up on my arms of what they're trying to do to you. Last year, you were involved. Uh, it was not set up by you, but you were involved in the big Trafalgar Square event that took place there. I think uh, a lot of people showed up, including David Ike there. And you were speaking, you were emceeing the thing. Then I think you did another one some months or some about a month later or something like that. And you've been going out week after week with the people in the protests. And one of the things they did was they arrested you. They put you in jail for like 36 hours. They had contemplated charging you with domestic terrorism, folks. Think about that for just a minute. For speaking the truth at an event, at a public event, for speaking the truth, which you all are seeing come to pass now. You see it coming to pass. You see it in the Vera's report. You see it in the uh, Udra uh, Vigilant reports out of, the, out of Europe. You're seeing it all across the world. The very things that Kate and others have warned us about that was coming through these, quote-unquote, vaccines, these injections, that are these experimental injections that are going on, they wanted to charge her with domestic terrorism, which... Kate says it's a minimum of five years in jail, but now they're coming along and they're trying to do something else. And guys, I'm going to tell you what, if this doesn't send a chill down your spine and a need for some courage to stand up and put a stop to this, this is it. Kate, what are they doing to you? So I just got, I'm, I'm in court for six criminal charges and I know you've shared my crowd justice fund. And for anyone who's already donated, thank you very much. It's going fantastically in less than 24 hours. Uh, I got a letter for I, I so I've now been uh, struck off and uh, had my licenses removed from the nursing register. But we are actually going to go to the high court now. Um, we've decided, even though it's gone past it, we're, we're going to appeal. Um, not because I want to appeal for that, but there's a lot more reasons. And what they've done is the NMC have passed on uh, my details and my case to the barring service, and this is a register. This is a register that you put sex offenders on, pedophiles on, people who are, um, and what they're trying to say, I am a danger to children and um, vulnerable adults. So they're trying to put me on the same list, this barring list, you see pedophiles and sex offenders on. Now, what are the implications of that? Well, that's because I'm I'm speaking out against, uh, if if saying that having a poisonous, a disease-causing concoction Uh, injected into my body makes me an anti-vaxxer then I wear that crown with pride and nobody needs there's no vaccine proven safe no vaccine proven effective no two vaccines tested their efficacy and so if uh, so speaking out against that and and about not wearing a mask and COVID-19 
So that's what I would be on there for. But for anyone else who's looking at that, they'll just see me on that list. So the police have already printed my address. So that puts me at uh, grave risk uh, physically, of physical harm, um, because I'm on the same, I'm going to be on the same list with people like that. If I wanted to be employed anywhere, which I, I, I'm self-employed, that could also put me where I wouldn't get a position. But it means that if I'm out, like maybe I would be out here today and there would be children and it takes someone to alert the police and they've got the perfect opportunity then to come and arrest me and put me in prison. So that's kind of, uh, it's to stop any means of income, to stop me, um, to to limit how I can even support myself and also to hugely restrict my movement and to make it viable for them to lift me uh, at any time and put me in prison and try and pin something on me. And let's not forget, you know, these are people, let's, let's not pretend here, Um, And I'm referring to the guy that was supposed to have killed himself by zipping himself up in a sports bag. Um, Let's let's not pretend that we don't believe our government um, and the the subunits of the government are more than capable and have done it all through history of killing you. And I just want to say at this point publicly, I would never commit suicide. And I know a lot of people that I've read their books and people that I knew have died and they've said it's suicide. And um, I'm fit and healthy, so if they want to put COVID-19 on my death certificate, should I come to an untimely death, I doubt it would be that either, because it's never been proven to exist. So um, there it's said publicly, but this has huge implications, and I will fight that all the way, as well as everything else. And I believe um, it's uh, Romans. Um, I I was listening to something from the Book of Romans, and it tells us in there how we, that we're meant to congregate, that we're meant to... Um, the way we're supposed to greet one another and and when we take uh, the blood and body of Christ and all of those things by not going to church, closing the congregation, it's to stop us from worship. And I believe that all of these things have been put in to vilify us and to uh, find us guilty of crimes for doing the right thing. Uh, and we should all stand with what is right. And I will continue to stand with what is right. And I think it's, it's, it's in the book of Timothy. Tim, it, it tells us uh, my people shall die through lack of knowledge. Yeah, that's in Hosea. And, yeah. Yep, in the and book of Hosea. Also, also in Revelation about the, the keeping the light. That would be the, the light for the church. Well, I'm standing in truth here and, uh, and I won't denounce Christ and I'm not going to shut up and I'm not going to go away. And, and to be so persecuted, I believe, is to be looked at as a great honour. Um, and I think it, that's also uh, Christ was persecuted. So that's right. I'm being persecuted every way going, which means that I'm doing the right thing. That's right. Because the devil, the devil at the moment is um, throwing everything at us. So if I'm being persecuted, it means I'm standing in, in I'm standing on the right side. That's right. So Kate, that's fine. One of, the, one of the things, speaking of that, and I want people to keep that in mind, is that Jesus said, if they did this to me, how much more will they do that? You know, he speaks of himself as the master. How much more will they do that to you who want to follow me? And so I think you're exactly right. You have been speaking the truth. We've seen that come to pass. I mean... It, you know, can you believe it's been over a year since you and I first did our first interview and you've come on the show and week after week after week, you've been consistent in saying, this is what this is going to bring. This is what, and that, and the doctors and nurses we've had on the show and other people we've had on the show have echoed what you've said. And we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing it take place in front of our eyes. And uh, I tell you what, the, to see the people come out in by the millions out there in London, 
Bravo. I mean, but I'm hoping that they're going to do more than just march. I'm hoping they're going to deal with these criminals because here's the thing. The people who are wanting to put you on that list, they're guilty of those things. We've got the pictures. We see the little boys trying to climb out of the castle, uh, you know, half naked or whatever. And they say, oh, it's no big deal and this, that, and the other. And we've seen the the the, the royalty mingling with people like, uh, what was his name, Jimmy Savile or whatever. Yeah. Uh, mingling with people like this. They are guilty of the very things they're trying to put off on you. It's really, uh, it's the corruption is incredible. And I'm hoping the people are going to take more of a stand than just coming out in the protest and start dealing with these criminals and bringing them to justice. Well, we saw we saw this week we've had um, all of the men that are supposed to be real men in pig pens uh, watching a big screen and then clapping like seals with all their alcohol um, for football. You know, going absolutely crazy for football. These guys, these knights who would fight... They fought for the women and their children. And that's what they did. You know, uh, fighting with a, I can't imagine. Well, actually, I can imagine I've actually held one, um, one of those really heavy swords. So standing there with your idolatry, clapping and drinking and supporting football, footballers who most of them premiership footballers are getting down on one knee. Um, Black Lives Matter, which I have lots of black friends. They're not even, when I think, I'm not even going to talk about that just now. But these footballers that are treated like gods on these huge salaries that are allowing it to just continue. What they should all be doing is standing together and going, we're not playing. Come and on. then we saw That's Wimbledon, right. Wimbledon tennis with another, um, um, all, I, I've been to Wimbledon. I tell you, I've been, I, I'd have been less bored watching paint dry. I'd, um, <laughs> it was the semi, it was the semi final, uh, several years ago when Djokovic was in the semi-final and I'm going to stake this claim. I fell asleep. I fell asleep at the men's semi-final of Wimbledon when Djokovic was playing. <laughs> I put my sunglasses on and had a nap because you can't see very much. You're so far away. It's about the atmosphere. Well, I'm sorry, but if the atmosphere means that I'm sitting there shoulder to shoulder with everyone and I can see the, um, all of the officials still wearing masks and the ball boys and girls having to wear masks. But all the pompous asses out there who can afford to buy a ticket are all sitting there in their finest, clapping for the woman who designed one of the um, deadly injections. When men, women and children have got the most to lose, who are on minimum wage, who have lost their jobs, who are using food banks, can't even go to their children's sporting events at school because of the social distancing and staying under the certain amount that you're allowed out with in case you can catch this boogeyman. So then when I see uh, the bald guy, I'm not going to say his name, that's in line for the throne, which I don't believe in any of that. As I've said over and over again, the only throne in my house are the porcelain toilets. And um, his wife, Kate Middleton, what uh, I- I'm not even going to say anything about her spirit cooker, if you want a better word, because she's been telling the public to go and get your depopulation injection. And they're there with their child. So that would be two heirs to the throne. Um, standing with all these people, shoulder to shoulder, no masks, when there's a deadly pandemic and the cases of the variant, the Delta variant, are rising. Um, it's ridiculous. It's making a mockery. They're laughing at us. Yep. They're laughing at us. Turn off your TVs. You don't need to watch it. I don't want to watch Andy Murray with loads of cash going around. He's, he's retired once. Go home, Andy, and stay retired. I'm not interested. Um, I'm more interested in the fact that the common man is accepting this 
And we're watching this two-tier system now, this apartheid system. In fact, I just want to get this in. We had this bloated uh, old TV celebrity. Yes, madam, I hope this show gets to you. Nina Mishkov um, saying to another colleague on TV, Bev, who's very against all of what's going on. She was demanding to know if she'd had her two injections um, because she doesn't want to get this deadly virus, this Nina Mishkov, and she's had her two injections. Well, madam, if you're that concerned about your health, do give me a call or email me because obesity, even being overweight, exponentially increases your risk of disease. And as a woman, every fat cell increases your output of estrogen, which is the growth promoter. So um, just putting that out there. But again, this is the whole thing, isn't it? This fear of death, fear of dying, which you don't die. When you have, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you know that, is what's making all these people idolize, bastardize science and take an unlicensed, untested, uninsured injection of the devil's soup with nothing conducive to health to be injected into themselves and their loved ones. And what for? So they can go and idolize football or go on their jollies, go on holiday. I mean, it really is. It's vulgar. It's we're back in Genesis six here with Noah. And, uh, you know, when the daughters of man were dating with the Nephilim's the creator, our Lord uh, Yahweh, was disgusted and was going to get rid of everything. And he, Noah found favor with him. And Noah That's went right. out and spoke the truth. And they mocked him. Yep. And they told him to get everything on the ark. For 120 years. Being? For 120 yeah. years, he was, a faith, he was a faithful witness there. Yeah. Yeah. And we're being told now. Um, we, we are being told over and over again by all different avenues that they are breaking the food supply chain. So you don't need to have a lot of money. You don't need a mobile phone. Everybody doesn't need one in your family. You should start buying a couple of extra bags of rice, a couple of bags of cat food, dog food, whatever it is. Start prepping, uh, getting candles, getting matches, because they are going to do this. Yeah, I have. You know, I have, it's getting really hard to get seeds. I have all my seeds ready for moving. I'm telling you, this moose has taken as long as the ark to build. Um, but, <laughs> but we're being told, we're being warned again and again. And you taught me so beautifully, uh, Tim, that, you know, the, the, the Bible isn't a, a biography, it's theology, and it just keeps going round. So we're being told yet again, you can, everything that's happening right now, you can attribute to a piece of scripture. And you pointed right. out to me yesterday about the book of Job. Yeah. You know, what's happening with me? Uh, I've had my family turned used against me now. They're all kind of turning back. Um, uh, I've had friends, um, you know, even even money-wise. We're now talking about how I've got to put my, my home, um, the, that I have a will for my children into trust because they will, they will try to take everything and, uh, and they try to humiliate you and try you by press to try and make you so anxious that it destroys your health. Well, it ain't happening. Yeah. Well, in <laughs> the Bible, <clears throat> and the Bible tells us about that because God knows that we will get anxious. And he says, don't be anxious for anything, but through prayer, um, and supplication, let your petitions be made known to God. And so when we're anxious, instead of being anxious, we're to tell about our we're to tell our anxiety to God and say, You're the one who's in control. We're to acknowledge that the situation that we're in, even with the persecution, that that comes from God. He has a good purpose in it. The you know, you were mentioning Romans a minute ago. Um, all things are done for good 
for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So if you're a child of God, guess what? Uh, your daddy's looking after you, and whatever we walk into, there is, he, it's not like it's going to catch him by surprise, and nothing's going to happen to us apart from his will. And I'll tell you, that's the thing. You know, we, I, I think one of the first conversations we had was about um, Stonewall Jackson and that he could go out there, he could sit on his <laughs> horse, he could lead the armies and not flinch, no bulletproof armor or anything, not flinch, believing that a bullet would strike him and take his life or whatever the case may be when God determined that it would be or when he decreed that it would be and not until, and he was, he, he went out like David to meet the giant and, uh, and was faithful in that, trusting that God was going to fight the battle for him. Yeah, and he lost his arm. His yes, arm's buried he did. in a different place. Yep. And we, we have a saying in the UK, that's my dog's just going mental. My trained killers, my chihuahuas. And we have a <laughs> saying in the UK, when, you, when you're facing off someone, when someone's giving you a load of hassle and you're facing them off, you stonewall them. And I never knew what that saying to stonewall somebody meant uh, until I came across Stonewall Jackson and then it all, um, it all fell into place. Um, my my dogs are just having a go at another. That's okay. Another well, there's going you by. know there's a lot there's I've learned a lot of the phrasing that we that we use today came from the 16 17 hundreds uh, the flash in the pan. Most people think that if they hear that today they think oh you're talking about something that happens in a skillet. No, we're talking about what happens in the musket, and uh, and so they would, yeah. they would talk about those kinds of things. So yeah, there's a lot of phraseology that people just don't even know the history of why we got them. There are some even some profane words, if you will, they don't even know some of the the, the history of, of why those words were what they were at the time. Um, and I think about how the, the term damn, D-A-M, not the, the curse, but that one, how it was used uh, among several different people in our history. And then some people have turned it into a curse, which doesn't even make, a, make any sense. But you're exactly right. You learn things from history uh, of why we speak the way we do or we do certain things. You, you've talked about this castle, calling men back to be men, women to be women, uh, in, in, in a culture that can't even define what a man or a woman is. It's, it's, really, it's really a sad situation that we're in. Okay. I, yeah, you know, you talk about the, the you talk about, and a little biplane's just going over, I think. You talk about the words and where they come in the history. And of course, one of the most well-known words in the English language that um, is used all the time is F-U-C-K. And that, I can't remember what the F-U stands for, but the, the C and the K is carnal knowledge. Yes. And to do with, I believe it was to do with... Um, uh, uh, outside of marriage and yep. you could be found guilty of this F-U-C-K. That's right. And, uh, you know, given, given the kids of today respect, um, when, when kids of today swear, they're not swearing and, and thinking about any of these words. It's so commonplace now for teenagers to swear um, in every sentence. They don't actually, it's almost, it's diluted it's diluted it out. And I, I, I kind of don't have too much of an issue with them when I hear them all because they, they don't understand. It's not the same anymore. It's not the same language, but you're right. And, and a lot of the, the phrases that are there, self-fulfilling prophecy, um, actually, you know, we've, we've talked about this as well. As Brits, and I'm no different, we love our Christmas. You know, we like to get our Christmas trees out. We like to get the fairy lights on them, the baubles. We put all our gifts under them. And of course, Christmas itself... 
um, uh, the Christmas tree, it all came from paganism. When the pagans were invited into the church and the Christmas tree is the phallic symbol, the testicles are the baubles, the little garlands would be the entrails of animals that were hung on there. Um, when you were celebrating the Yuletide, where they would, the Yuletide log, they would actually have sacrifices that they threw into the fire every night. And sometimes they were humans that were sacrificed and children. And they had this period of time where you were allowed to do whatever you want, whatever debauchery you wanted to do to anyone else. And so many people died, they had to stop that. Sounds but like so the, the sounds other. like those that movie franchise they did called The Purge, where they're allowing stuff like that. They're just a, a time of lawlessness rather than obeying yeah. the law. So and you're making mention of this in this documentary that I'm watching currently, and we'll get back to the I want to get back to the thing that's going on with you because I really want people to pay attention as to what they're doing because if they'll do it to you, they're going to do it to other people too. But in this documentary it was talking about in England, you know, Charles Dickens would write a lot about the orphans. Massive amounts of orphans that were out of wedlock, and <clears throat> they had a uh, – I, I forget the, the name of the law, but it was dealing with uh, uh, being, a, being a bastard, being an illegitimate child, and they put so much stigma on the woman – on the women who were having children out of wedlock, which it sounds bizarre to me, but I, I guess things haven't changed that much. Uh, but what they would do is the women were so stigmatized by this, they would bring their children and dump them off at these orphanages to kind of try to get away from the, the stigma and at least in some measures give their children some kind of hope of growing up in a society. But but in that society, even the children were looked at like it was their fault. It was so backwards, uh, the the pretended law, and that, I think that's what it is. Obviously, it's wrong for the that- one to do it, but the other... Yeah, go ahead. yeah, that t- that period of time in the whole industrial revolution, kids were put in the workhouses, and uh, yeah, and I sold. Think it was just at at the turn of the century, it was still legal to um, children could be killed with the death penalty for theft. So you'd have children as young as two years old um, who were hung for for stealing, and they were stealing food to survive. These children were put in the workhouses, and also they were used. People used to purchase the children to become chimney sweeps because they were little. So they would, they could go up the chimneys and if, and they would deliberately keep them thin. So they would fit and the children, when they would get stuck in the chimneys, they would actually light the fires at the bottom to encourage them to try and get out. So many children died. Wow. The children were also used. Yeah. Um, I learned all this when I was in school and, and the children were also used to go down the mines. Now I'm from North Nottingham, as I've said, when I left school, you either went and did a trade or you went uh, to university. Very few went to university then. I was born in 1965. And, um, or you went down the pit. And many of the young men that were in my class at school went to work down the pit. And in the first six months that we left school, I remember a, a young man who had learning disabilities. He was in the special class. Uh, and he died down the pit. He was given a job down there and he was crushed. And I often think about that. Um, Paul, his name was, why he was given a job down there um, when he, you know, we would call that autistic these days. So a lot of them went down the pit. And um, when you look at the old photographs, these are kids. They would be little kids down there, 10 years old. And and they were small, so they were used to go down tunnels. So, And we can look again today. We don't know looks. We don't need to look so far back. We can look at the one-child policies that were used in China. And these children were not given birth certificates, so they couldn't work. 
they couldn't get married. They were just not in society. And all of these children were then dumped to orphanages, especially the girls. So this has still been happening. And I'm sure, um, I'm sure all over the world it's still going on. But um, our, our history is a very checkered one. As the English, we were known for um, going around every other nation and just raping and pillage and having whatever we wanted. And we were the redcoats, not me personally, but we were we were absolutely known for doing that. And I believe it's in Canada just now that um, many children there are have been mass graves of indigenous children at these um, boarding schools that were state ran. Yep, we found and them. Finding, we found them here in the U.S. Those, too. They, they, they yeah, and, and we, we had them in, I think it was Hope de Garain, I've probably not said that correct, uh, pronounced it properly, but we had those graves found of the children in Jersey, and that was kind of pushed aside, and there are links all the way back, no matter how much you want to do it, there are links right back to the royal family, right to the very top of our judicial system, our policing, these links of these paedophile rings go right to the top. And um, and these children and Jimmy Savile, I remember as a teenager seeing pictures on the front of the newspapers of Jimmy Savile, who was a presenter on a on a program called Top of the Pops in the UK, where all our, our pop bands would be on every Thursday. And they would you could go there as a, as a youngster and be in the audience. And that's where these DJs who were later found guilty of um, pedophilia uh, got many of their victims. But Jimmy Savile was actually seen driving into the palace in his Rolls Royce. Now, you're not telling me MI5 didn't know his deviances. Of course they did. Yep. And we know that those, those in power do not get into power and become deviants. They're chosen for those positions of power because of their deviance. They are compromised. It is photographed. They are given whatever they want. And we know that some of these degenerates, one of their things is they like to bite babies to death. This is all fact. But they are... It is facilitated. Their deviances are facilitated. And then they're filmed doing it so that they can be compromised and blackmailed later. And, um, and, then, when, and then when they're done with them, they cut them loose. They do. And, and then when they're dead, they let them take the fall. And we, we had Ted Heath, our prime minister, who was always know, also known for it. But you're not telling me that the royals didn't know. Of course they did. And I'm sorry, but Prince Andrew. You know, all of that and the links. Yeah, he's still out there, but he's not going to be put uh, or be threatened to be put on a barring register from being around children or um, young, uh, vulnerable adults. Like I'm now being investigated with intent to do so. So this is horrific. I believe that D. Manny Mitchell, who's been on your show, and Katrina, Alistair's mom, they are actually starting a petition. Um, they've spoken to, they've sent them to the barrister. They're starting a petition for me as well. So um, you, you're quite right. The way to deal with this is to get my profile and what they're trying to do as high as possible. And while ever there's breath in my body and um, my creator, my Lord, my King, uh, he knows every hair on my head. And when he put me into my mom, when my life would end. So that's all he knows when I'm going to die. So as long as God willing, there is breath in my body, I'm not going to stop. And I'll continue to highlight this. And it's Amen. all linked, whether it's children, whether it's uh, what they're planning to do by 2030, that none of us are going to be allowed out of our houses, of those of us that are left. I say that because, remember, they're stopping the food chain. They're now calling for all the over 50s to have a booster. And there are 400 <laughs> more of these injections, 
400 folks in the pipeline. So if they're planning on not letting us out of our houses, then that's going to be very difficult with the amount of people that are on this earth. I say earth and not planets, not globe. Yeah. Um, so um, I would, I would um, hazard a guess that there's going to be a lot less of us by 2030 in order for them to be able to uh, really limit what we can do and where we go and who we actually are. Just another interesting little bit of info, which I found uh, quite interesting. The book, The Handmaid's Tale, which is about a future uh, society called Gilead. We've had one of the labs creating the um, Depop shot called, uh, a lab is called Gilead. Yep. And no one can have a baby anymore. Um, so they bring in these handmaidens who are still fertile, there's few and far between, and they have to have babies for these, this elite. Yeah. They use place. them as concu- They use them as concubines. The, the, the twist, Absolutely. the twist on it that's going is trying to say it's a Christian theocracy. That's the pro that's, I'm, I'm just like, okay, I see where this is going. It's to try to make Christianity out to be the bad guy. And that's yeah. really not that that's really, there's, there's no doubt people have done horrible things in the name of Christ and they haven't been Christian. They're, I'm just going to say that right off for people who want to go there. But Kate, you know, I put your I put your link in all of the the chats, guys. If you want to help support what she's doing, there's a lot of, a lot of legal expenses that's going to be there. That's in there. We're going to have that in the archive too, uh, and encourage people to you know help who are able to help because her fight is not just for her. This is what we say all the time when people are fighting for the right to speak the truth then it is not just their fight they're fighting. They're fighting for you to speak the truth, too. Kate, we got about a minute and a half, and I know we can't keep you long today because you guys are out there and you're wanting to see stuff. So uh, you got any final words you want to drop in there? Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, The Handmaid's Tale is now back in schools in the school curriculum for the GCSE uh, to kind of desensitize. But the other thing is, please do uh, give, even if it's just a dollar, because... Um, we're all talking about what we're going to do. We've seen Senator Scott Jensen. He's be, he's now, uh, putting something into the government. Well, myself, you're going to see what I'm going to do. It's really big. It's really dangerous. And my barrister, Rob, we are going to be putting something in that I'm going to tell you where we are actually going to go into the courts now to stop this injection on our children. So I'm really now stepping right into the mouth of the beast and uh, I may as well. I have nothing to lose and right. everything to gain. Amen. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So please do support me because you're right, Tim. I'm doing this for everyone. Yeah, this is and it, it happens with everybody who takes a stand and they have to go through this legal process and it, they try to just uh, ruin you through that and through other things. And so, guys, be sure to be sure to support Kate in that she comes on week after week. Many of you have benefited from the information she's given. And Kate, we love you. We appreciate you uh, coming out and, and doing what you do. Uh, guys, Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Kate, I'll say bye to you in just a minute. Um, and uh, so be sure to check him out this afternoon, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. We'll talk to you on Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern time. Gucher and Singh will be back with us. We're going to talk Kamala Harris and the cast system. Don't miss it. See ya. <laughs>